0: We're back with another episode of uh, the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Cheryl Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture castles where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. On this past episode, we talked a lot about the Christmas movies for this past weekend. Actually, there's one movie we didn't talk about, we're going to talk about on Friday's show that we got to give some special love to that actually debuted. Very well on Christmas. What is that? We'll talk about later this week, so you get to hear that. But also, as well, you will hear on this week's show, on the Monday show that I just dropped. If you go ahead and check it out, about our favorite Christmas movies between Josh and I. It's a list we got to keep on retelling each and every year. What is our favorite Christmas movie? I think you know what mine is, but do you know what Josh's? And do we both think that Die Hard? is a Christmas movie. Go ahead and hear our thoughts on that with the Pop Culture Cosmos. Cool bro, my Christmas was pretty darn good. I hope yours was good as well. Truly appreciate it. Everybody out there, thanks so much for joining us. Intel Wild, you're the best, man. Truly great to have you here once again. Sharky, what's going on? Truly appreciate it. It's Glassford, along with the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Truly appreciate it. Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. Go ahead and check out his channel. And speaking of great things, Kurt, What's up, my friend? Happy holidays. Speaking of great things you need to check out, check out Joe Soros, Ox1947, at Lakerholics.com. Plus also as well, go ahead and check out what he does at SimBlades. SimBladeswithawine.com are good friends. Also as well, Lakerholics.com. You know, Laker Tom is already rearranging the entire team in his own image. And he does that each and every time out. At Lakerholics.com. Our good friend, also as well, Mr. Jamie Sweet, aka Admiral Akbar, aka Yami Swoot. He has his five things articles as well at Lakerholics.com. Our good friends that we need you to give some love to include Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, who is in the chat right now. Lakers and Five, who I don't know if he borrowed it from me, but Lakers and Five gets some love because his latest episode happens to go ahead and touch on DeJounte Murray possibly coming to the Lakers or is it a possibility he discusses that on his latest show hmm i wonder who thought of that last week hmm hmm <laughs> hmm go ahead and check out Lakers and Five they've got a great crowd there also as well of course Empire Jeff TV you know he's talking Lakers and Dodgers whenever he can Also as well, of course, the Lakers corner. He's not not only doing highlights of the games. He's doing commentary on the games. And he's also doing shorts of me and Joe that he's still putting out there on his channel. Lakers corner. Also as well, the Larry Lakers dribbling chit chat. And also our good friend, John McCallion. He looks like he's lost a, a great bit of weight. Congratulations, John, on that. Hopefully you're, if you hear this, my friend, Happy holidays, and hopefully you will continue to go ahead and hit those great heights as far as the weight loss is concerned, the the amount that you said you were going to lose. So truly, hopefully that uh, you're going to go ahead and be able to do that indeed. But go ahead and check out all these great channels. And speaking of great channels, please support our channel as well by liking, subscribing, sharing those comments, all those YouTube-isms and, and you know, whatever-isms there are out there that helps us and helps other people discover the Lakers fast break, please go ahead and do so and support us. And if you do, it is sincerely appreciated for happy holidays for you and us here at the Lakers fast break podcast. Well, the Lakers 16 and 15, not the sterling record we were hoping for heading into the final week of 2023. Hopefully things will start out a little bit better here in the next couple days when they go ahead and face off against the Charlotte Hornets. And if it doesn't, I think there's going to be a Sean or Joe rant there, but also wanted to go ahead and hear what you have to say in the chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, but it is the Lakers. We have some things that are starting to bother me over the holiday. I'm starting to reflect appreciative of you as an audience, appreciative of Sean and Joe and Nick and, and Stone and TJ and El Rob and Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, everybody who's been a part of this great show over the past few months, and John and Tony B and all that. But the problem is I start to reflect also as well what the Lakers are doing right and what they're doing wrong. And while the headlines have been the starting lineup that's started all of two games with some pretty bad results, which we'll explain, it's also a problem and an overarching theme of what's going on with the organization. So do we have some concerns for the Los Angeles Lakers heading into 2024? And here today here today to discuss that with me is a good man indeed. He is the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to share his concerns like you do out there and boy you do i spent like an hour answering all the comments and catching up just on three or four days works of comments and i appreciate it immensely this is a good man indeed it is the magic man sean grice sean great to have you here uh joe Soro is in the chat he's uh, actually still in oklahoma Oh, Oklahoma, well, that's actually, you know, for as far as the musicals concerned, but he's heading to New York here soon. Hopefully uh, New York will be prepared for it. Maybe the mayor will put everything on lockdown before he arrives. But Magic Man, let me ask you this. When it comes to the organization, some little things are beginning to bother me. Some little things are going to be adding up to me in my mind as far as where this direction for this team is headed. But I guess starting with the big news or the big items, has this been the starting lineup, which again has only had two games so far, one win, one loss, but the way they're performing as Jovan Buha put out there on Twitter earlier today with their offensive rating, defensive rating and, and net rating all below what the 30th place team would be. Obviously it's not winning anyone any favors, Your thoughts, my friend, on the starting line before we really get into the nitty-gritty on why I wanted to go ahead and discuss things with you today, my friend.
1: Gerald, I think it's just another experiment gone wrong for Darvin Ham. 18 minutes so far for that group. So, I mean, a, a very minuscule sample size, but not promising returns at all. And there really isn't a hint of anything that could possibly sprout or grow from from them offensively. Uh, regardless of whether or not um, Cam and Vando make uh, quick decisions with the ball in their hands, is irrelevant uh, considering the fact neither one is a proficient three-point shooter, neither one is a particularly good at putting the ball in deck and driving into the paint to create for themselves or others, although they're asked to do that. Uh, I think they're more effective off the ball rather than on the ball, and that's why they shouldn't be asked to be on the ball, Gerald. Mm -hmm. The fact that I think Darvin Ham is putting them in positions where they are on the ball is uh, malfeasance from an offensive perspective. I mean, you're just... creating more possibilities of a a net negative offense than you are a positive one. I mean, in transition, Vando's a pretty good passer. Um, They have been
0: rebounding better with this lineup.
1: They have been.
0: Both sides, both offensive and defensive. It is a better rebounding team, obviously with the size that you put in there.
1: Uh, yes, but I I think the 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 one differentiation there is that um the guard, the guards played with Rui a lot more in Oklahoma City than they did uh in Boston uh excuse me in L.A. against Boston um he Gerald I really felt that you know again we're we're kind of going backwards but he didn't utilize Rui properly. Um, with that lineup as he did in Oklahoma City? Is that part of his experimentation? Is that more of him just getting kind of lost as he can or distracted in the wormhole that is the game within the game? That's that's where he's lost a lot of our, our games, Gerald, is that game within the game that coaches play against one another. He, he's just come up short. It's cost us. Uh, you know i'm i'm tired I, I can't blame lebron anymore he's 39 years old shouldn't be well, asking. Well, last
0: yesterday you could kind of blame him cuz he did give a performance that underwhelmed yesterday let's let's put it out there my
1: friend i can't i can't really because you know you're asking a 39 year old look your birthday's are 4 days bro you're 39 let's let's cut the, have some cake right now that that would be better than what we're seeing. Okay, <laughs> it would make me feel better. Yeah. I would have, I would definitely have more ATP, definitely more uh, oxytocin released with cake than what we're talking about right now. But I digress. Uh yeah, he's thirty nine years old, Gerald. I yeah, sure you can put you know a requisite amount of responsibility on any player. Sure, I I, I just. The group around AD and LeBron is so underwhelming and so jarring, Gerald, that it's it's hard to really cement constant blame on those two. It really is. It's it's, and like you said, the the reason we're having this discussion is that there seems to be reasons that this team has bigger problems than Darvin Ham because Darvin Ham seems to be a symptom of your ire rather than the, the, the main cause of the ire itself, Gerald. Um, Polinka hired Darvin Ham, and <clears throat> in, in, instead of giving a five-year contract to Ty Lue, which was what the going rate was at the time, they decided to give uh, inexperienced assistant, um, as a head coach, a five-year contract. Whereas Ty Lue actually had a track record. And if anybody needs any reason why he's not a great coach, look at what he's doing this year with with that with that debacle that was left at his front door.
0: And it's so amazing now. Once again, this is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Gerald Glassford along with the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Thanks you so much for watching or listening. Truly appreciate it. It is so amazing, like I was saying, that all these other shows, they're starting to creep on it. Because like I told you, I get a feed spot email each and every day of, mm-hmm. of all the popular Lakers shows, including ours, that comes out with new episodes each day. It's my way of gauging what the competition's doing. I don't end up usually listening to very little, few of them. But I just want to know what their themes are for each and every day. And it's interesting. Finally, now, within the past few days, are they approaching this issue of darvin ham like it's been taboo for them for quite some time yet you come here to this show and we've been calling it like it is if we say he's been doing well like he you know like he was latter half of the season like right after the trade deadline we started to finally things put things a little bit together started to get the team on a run maybe you got to give him a little bit of credit there we started to do so but then obviously we saw some things we didn't like with that failure in the last round between the denver nuggets and the los angeles lakers and then of course over the summer our valuation overall led us to believe that it was not going to probably end up being a happy marriage between darvin ham and the lakers and so far this season it has not just the decision making Just the things that has been done, the implement, the rotations, his evaluation of players, his dependence on some players, his his, uh, reluctance to go ahead and be dependent on others have all left us kind of puzzled for 31 games now. And it's just time, it's starting to develop a a situation where there's a, a crowd now a crowd as far as the speculators that are out there, the sports casters, the sports personalities, they're now catching on to us finally in regards to the evaluation of Darvin Ham. We didn't want Darvin Ham to not succeed. We wanted him to succeed, but, you know, we were getting fire ham comments in the, as I said this before, in the email, we were getting fire ham comments in the preseason games. Well, in the preseason games, in his first season, before he had actually even coached a regular season game, we were getting fire ham comments to the right of me right here. So it's not something that that we haven't been aware of for quite some time. We have just started on that train as far as evaluating ham. We we gave it some time. We looked at well, how you know is he an X's nose guys or is he just a motivator to get this team to play harder? Well, that starts to fade away. And at some point, you've got to show us some coaching acumen. And unfortunately, at this point, Magic Man, the coaching acumen is not quite there as of yet.
1: No, it's not. Not for a head coach, at least. It's somewhere in between. Oh, well, I'll mention that on later later date, if if so be it. Um, Gerald, his instincts are poor. His adjustments are shoddy he's got questionable taste uh in guard play at best even even if uh this team wasn't put together for him and by the way i i just i believe that uh that ham is on whatever page Rob wants him to be on um i think that was also part of the interview process gerald is to uh, feel out Rob Polinka, and obviously, Polinka likes somebody who's ap- more appeasing to his tastes than disapproves, shall we say. Um, I think Rob Polinka is an executive uh, that doesn't like to hear no a lot because, as an agent, he didn't like to hear no a lot from teams, but he could do something about it, Gerald. This time around. When he's working the phones and he hears no, he has to hang up. He can't give attitude like he could as an agent. Um, he's got to, you know, take one for the team and swallow his pride. And, you know, part of the reason for Ham's misgivings, shall we say, as a head coach also bears some responsibility to Rob Polinka. Palenka hired him. Um Palinka really didn't go into any glossary detail about why he hired Diver- Darvinham. Ham. It was very transparent, cliche, executive-speak answer. It wasn't really anything you could sink your teeth into and say, okay, that's where I could see why they liked him so much. There wasn't anything like that at all, Gerald. It was almost as if... Darvin Ham had a multiple interviews with them. He was more appeasing or more uh, deferential to what they wanted because we do know one thing, Gerald. Um, one reason why Jeannie Bus did not hire Lu was because she was consulted by the Rambi. And if you're being given advice by Linda and Kurt Rambus, let me just say... Kurt had a great reputation as being a very energetic and very cooperative team player. However, Gerald, when he became a head coach and then an executive, he became less reputable as a team player, as somebody who's cooperative and more in the line of my way or the highway and when you're tight with Genie Bus, I guess you can kind of have that kind of influence. So they basically told her that if you don't want to hire Ty Lu because it'll make it look like LeBron, LeBron's really the uh, le, the GM, right? So it was almost as if they they cut the nose off to spite their face, because not only was Lue the probably the right hire, because. Uh, Take out Frank Vogel and put in Ty Lu. Do the Lakers still win that 2019-2020 title? I say they do. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
0: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. (laughs) Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, a good comment was made recently in regards to us still dwelling Uh, on the 2020 title and not does us particular us as a fan base us as a lakers nation pardon the pun still dwelling because we have lebron ad here means we should always have a chance to win the you know the title because they won the 2020 title as it now gets what four seasons removed from that title almost is it four or three is it four it's gonna be four it's going to be four. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's as it gets more and more in the rear view mirror, obviously it's going to be tougher and tougher to go ahead and repeat that whatever supporting cast that you have. And I, I get her point that she said in the comments in recent days, and I truly appreciate her, her uh, our commenter doing that. But when it comes to what we're seeing here with this team and the organization, you're right with Rob Palenka, you and I have had issues with Rob Palenka and he's had one brief, good, run with the Los Angeles Lakers around the trade deadline where, you know what you can say, Rob, you've actually done pretty good. You actually did really, you know, really, really good. The problem is you're going to ask him after all that we've seen and the team that is now bottom out to a 16 and 15 record. Let's say the Lakers go 500 throughout the rest of the way up to up and around the trade deadline. You're asking him to perform the same kind of miracle or perform to that same kind of level as far as those kind of trades this time around. You don't have as many assets this time around to deal with. You don't have as many picks. Your contracts that you're dealing for, you have to bunch up because they don't have a large Russell Westbrook sized contract to deal with. So the job becomes a little bit harder from a guy who doesn't have the best of track records. So we'll start off with Rob Palenka. With everything else in this organization, because I do have my concerns going forward. We'll start off with Rob Palenka. Your thoughts, my friend? Can he perform the same kind of trades? Because we're seeing it even Sharky and and others in the chat get this guy, get this guy, get Levine, get DeRozan, get these guys. You know, get this guy, get that guy. We I told you about Dejounte Murray, Lakers and five jumped on that all over today. You know, those kind of things are are, are just You know, for a lot of fans out there, just dreaming, just wishing, just hoping. Let me ask you this. Do you think Rob, who's actually the guy that's working the phones, is going to work that same kind of magic again this time around?
1: I mean, anything's possible. I have my doubts. I'm very skeptical. He doesn't have the best
0: track record in the world.
1: No, he doesn't. That being said, I mean, you know, a a broken clock is right twice a day. I'm sure it's possible for him to try and uh evaluate exactly what needs. Uh he thinks they uh need to shore up a lot of deficiencies. <clears throat> and then obviously he, it's imperative for him to understand if he's got the right assets to acquire all of that. Uh look, Gerald, let's 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 cut to the chase. Let's we're not gonna dwell on it, but he doesn't have a good track record with acquiring guards that can shoot. We've kind of been down that path before with him through email exchanges. We don't need to get into it, ladies and gentlemen, because the list would be, um, about 20 minutes long. The fact is the only guard, the only shooting guard he's really ever acquired was Danny green. And that was four years ago, Gerald. Um, Hit like kind of hit struck lightning twice with both Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard signing them as free agents. Um, tried that again, uh, two years ago, and what happened in uh, 2021, 2022, uh, was terrible. And then what happened the following year was even in a bigger abomination because. The players he signed or acquired during that year, other than again, other than Malik Monk, who's uh, a sh- a shooting guard, not a shooting guard, but a guard that could shoot. Two thirds of that team he put together were out of the league the following year, Gerald. So he doesn't have a good track record. He absolutely does not have a good track record he fell ass backwards into that 2020 cap space that uh, Magic, well, I mean, he gets credit for being a GM at that point, but Magic was the one who worked the cap where they had that space if they needed it. And what did he do, Gerald? He he struck out with Kawhi, and he used half of that cap space for Danny Green. And he traded Danny Green and a first-round pick to... Oklahoma City for Dennis Schroeder. Do you know who that first round pick ended up being, Gerald? Who? Jaden sure. McDaniels.
0: Mm, there you go.
1: So, I mean, he basically acquired, he basically traded a younger version of Danny Green, um, for Danny Green, and you got Dennis Schroeder in return. So, uh, he's also lost out on a lot of the trades he makes, Gerald, because, um he ends up he ends up kind of having egg on his face because he ends up picking first round picks for other teams rather than himself. Uh let's continue on. Gerald the 3 MLE contracts he signed. How would you rate them from from ascending to descending best to worst?
0: Name them out to me. Mantras,
1: Montres ha- Harold Kendrick Young, and Kendrick Gabe, Nun. Vid- Kendrick Nunn and Gabe Vincent, best to worst. Uh, well, during their time as a Laker, obviously.
0: Can I just have uh, fingernail torture instead, man? That was you know okay. That, that's the-
1: <laughs> those are his ML candidates, and any like other than Harold, who was pick and roll
0: machine, who by the way drilled, didn't run much pick and roll, right? His career derailed after he won that six man. He went on to the Lakers. That obviously didn't work out. And his career went out ever since then. He did go ultimately, unfortunately, with the Philadelphia 76ers, got blew out his knee and yeah, his career is now in jeopardy. Kendrick
1: knee, Kendrick Nunn, uh, uh bone bruise.
0: Yeah, bone bruise Gabe, that
1: gave Vincent, Vincent knee injury. knee. Well the, well,
0: the the Kendrick Nunn thing is different because he actually suffered it he- here. Mm-hmm. mantras harold was just not a good fit for our reserves our bench it just and that's why it didn't work out there he ultimately didn't get injured until after his he left the lakers when well it comes to kendrick whole, nun- whole, well hold whole, on let me let me just say yeah. this let me just say kendrick nun actually got the bone bruise here with los angeles lakers and then was out the entire season season and you know oh pretty much and then you know what went down from there when it, now he's what out of the league I guess playing in Europe or somewhere or whatnot he's not yeah he's no longer in the NBA at this point in time but he may come back you never know when it Manchester. comes to Gabe Vincent yeah yeah when absolutely. it comes to Gabe Vincent that's the big one that's the problem because he already had left knee issues last season with the Miami heat and to have these issues early on in his career essentially he was you know having it what almost out of training camp almost just at the start of the season he was already having these debilitating knee knee injury you need as an organization to do your due diligence to make sure that health check comes back crystal clear before you sign and commit to him for three years 33 million dollars that's the problem i have magic man It's the fact that when somebody goes out like that when they have a pre-existing injury to that same knee that tells me you didn't do your homework well enough. It's not like he blew it out, you know, in a second game as a Laker. like Steve Nash. You traded for Steve Nash. He got hurt as a Laker. He this wasn't something that was predicating from the Phoenix Suns. It was he got hurt as a Laker. Same thing with Gabe, not, not the same thing with Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent got hurt last year. With the Miami Heat, he was out for a spell. He came back, helped him in the playoffs for a little bit, and then he faded. But there was still something with that left knee. So when you're committing $33 million over the course of three years, when you're tying up your money like that, you need to make sure his health goes across all the check, check marks. You've got to make sure all those boxes are checked off, Magic. And I don't think Just from observation, obviously, I'm not on the inside, nor do I choose to be, because like Joe, I might say something that, you know, the truth, which the truth hurts, something went wrong, whether he got an agreement, whether he got a good deal, whether, you know, know, some hands were shaken beforehand, something like that behind people's back, or something went down, agreement in place. We know how all that, that back politics stuff in the NBA works, but- Something went down where something wasn't checked, went over the line, and obviously we've had to pay for it as, a, as an organization. And this is something where Gabe Vincent's career could be really, you know, uh, just in jeopardy going forward. And for that, that means there's a lot of money that's now tied up in the Los Angeles Lakers.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, med- uh, medical Vincent right now um, well he's
0: having surgery omaris he is he was deciding whether or not to have surgery well that wasn't a long decision process because it was announced on christmas that he is having the surgery so he's out two to three months and since he's already had existing issues on this already magic man you might as well just put in the three months so mm-hmm. if we're lucky we're going to see him at the end of the season if we're lucky
1: yeah i i'm i'm sure you know, it's around spring break, that's when you'll probably be hearing whispers that he's getting back on court, uh do uh, performing uh individual workouts and but do you, you know, see proper... what I'm saying?
0: The 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 diligence, the the detail, the the attention to detail when it comes to yes, yeah, it's, it, it's it's almost understanding as if, yeah, it's so it's almost your as players if, are be.
1: it's almost as if the team doctors handed Handed Rob the file, Gerald, and said, yep, he passed his physical. You, you probably want to read into it, though. I, I, Gerald, the, these, you know, I, I understand what you mean by politics, but the, we're talking about a lot of money here. So it's, it, it, it's not as if these doctors are are going in there, you know, heavy-handed or, or everything's cloak and dagger. It's no, yeah, he passed his physical. But he's got an injury history. You know that, right? So before you sign him, you need to understand that this could be a problem going forward. And like you said, Gerald, maybe that due diligence just wasn't there. And it was just a matter of necessity rather than a matter of patience. Uh, But again, it goes to show that's, that's the third MLE that's cost us man games. Badly, badly, and it's and what I what I mean by main games in Harold's case is that we never. That was an instance where fit just wasn't there, Gerald. the The Harold Gasol fit was just not there, especially with the kind of the kind of uh, pressure that uh, Vogel felt. Um, That's where really. The rotate the rotations themselves, that's that was the seed of the of the issue right there.
0: Well, we talk about this, my friend, when we talk about rotation players. Rotation players will go from place to team, place to place, to team to team to team, and they may not fit. Then they find that one organization for whatever reason puts them in a place or they put themselves in a place in their own careers. That they're able to succeed, we're seeing it with Cam Reddish, who still should not be the shooting guard. Let's just put it that way. He just can't score well enough, but he is playing better and getting better raves on his defense than at any point in time ever in skirt. because he found the right organization to go to. Yes, it takes sometimes it takes time with these rotation players. It takes time for sometimes for them to find the right spot for them to flourish. If you're not a star. Sometimes it's just all about fit. We saw well, this with and, Montres Harrell. What we just said, I was saying Montres yeah. Harold. he succeeded with the Clippers because it was a good fit, whatever was being done and whatever his place in rotation was or whatever part of the offense he was in and, and at the Clippers, it worked for him, but didn't work out for him the next year when the Lakers tried to put him, have him do something else. It's just, again, it's about fit with these rotation players. But when it comes to your due diligence, you've got to go ahead and be better about it. And this leads me into my second thing that I wanted to talk to you about as far as the drafting, as far as the future for the Los Angeles Lakers, because when back in 2016, 2017, 2018, you saw the Lakers now partly was because the fact that they were a losing team and they were getting better opportunities at draft picks. They were choosing a lot better with a lot of guys that were playing rotational minutes for them. Ultimately, a lot of them were traded for Anthony Davis, but we saw clearly that there were players that could play in this league in those 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019 years. There were players that they got and drafted and selected that were ultimately going to make contributions in this league. Hell, we even see Mo Wagner. He's killing it right now on Oklahoma, in, in Orlando. So You've know, you got players and, and got scouts. You've got the decisions that are being made as far as selecting guys or getting guys that are undrafted and selecting guys and making good choices from there. But in recent years, you've not seen that same success ratio outside of, of course, what we've seen with Austin Reeves. THT, who we committed a large amount of money to, ultimately did not pan out in Los Angeles and got traded to Utah, and we sacrificed Caruso for it. Now, this latest draft, we have Jalen hood Shafino, Maxwell Lewis, who have given us absolutely nothing for us this time around. Yet there are a number of draft picks this year in the NBA that were selected after Jalen hood Shafino that are making a contribution in this league. Even Joe Zamaia's favorite, Cam Whitmore, recently came back from killing it in the G league to score 14 points the other night and really started to look good. And a lot of people are raving about him down in Houston. So you have these issues where Jaime Hawkes jr. Is now a top three candidate in the rookie year who was selected right after JHS. You have candidates out there like trace Jackson Davis, who just got you uh, got golden state, a couple double doubles that are out there. You've got players. I'll uh, OMP in Dallas, who they still like as a defensive player. You still have got players that are out there that can go ahead and play this game that were selected. Julian Strother, who was all the raves about, you know, as far as Denver is concerned, you've got players, Magic Man, that were selected after JHS and in and around the time of where Maxwell Lewis is traded that are making better contributions than what they're making right now. JHS has been out virtually the entire season with either a knee injury or a back injury. And we joked it was because he was sitting on the bench too long. Your, your thoughts, my friend on this, because the future for the Lakers is also concerning because they just don't have now the same kind of decision-making and selecting as far as draft choices are concerned.
1: No, that's, that's, that's true drilled. And by the way, um, not to, not to dampen that, that uh, THG, uh, experiment anymore The draft pick that the Lakers uh, Traded for Taylen Horton Tucker Turned out to be Paul Reed So essentially the Lakers traded Paul Reed and Alex so for THT And THT was not the the horse to bet on In that particular uh, uh, Foil, Gerald Um It's a concern that they don't identify first-round picks that could be either plug-and-play or sit and wait for a year because Gerald's mentioned this in the past. Why did you select JHS if you knew he wasn't a plug-and-play player right away because that's what you needed? It was identifiable. It was in red lettering on a it's on a draft. He's 30. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean Gerald was right. It it was in bright red. Uh as far as your draft analysis is concerned. Take the most ready NBA player right now. Mm-hmm. Double underline. And they didn't do it. No. He didn't he 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 either didn't identify the issue or in spite of the issue, uh, just said
0: Poziemski who's been playing some great minutes for golden state.
1: Very good. Very good. uh, Trace Jackson Davis. again, Like I said, Mm -hmm. yep, absolutely. I mean, just look at the track record. So again, Gerald, uh, I, I really do. I think we have one of the best scouting and development staffs in the NBA. That being said, a lot of our gems have either been second-round picks or undrafted players. Um, It's been a while since the the first-round pick uh, developed as a Laker, sprouted as a Laker, and was able to pick up the mantle that hasn't happened in a while because they either keep trading them flippantly or uh on in uh, an uncoordinated fashion or just they just believe that you know we'll be'll be, be star will be star blankers till the end till the very end till the bitter end because that's what built us and if that's that's what's eventually going to break us. But you have to evolve, Gerald. You have to get with the times. And now it's you. Div- you draft a first round pick. If they're not ready immediately, then that they- you have to make sure that the right the right people are around this particular draft pick, where he is ready to go in at least eighteen months minimum. And JHS has a lot of work to do before he's ready to really eat up minutes in the NBA, if he, if he ever does.
0: Once again, it is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. Before we head on out, my friend, because we're going to go ahead on over here in just a few minutes to Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Chris Sardieri, who lost the playoff game by less than one point, uh, unfortunately. So he could not meet me in the championship. He's still be online. He's waiting for us there. But before we head on out, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and ask, you know, we're not going to get into predictions now for 2024. Okay. Cause that's obviously everybody makes their predictions for next year. And we'll go ahead and have devote some time to that here, probably on the weekend. How about that? But when it comes to, your concerns for the future for this organization, as long as being run by Jeannie and Rob and all the same people who have been running it for the past few years. Do you share concerns as some others do in regards to where the direction for this team is going?
1: Yes, I do. Um, uh, Gerald, it's, it's been um, an array of bad decision-making combined with, Hiring the most recognizable Laker um, outside of Kobe, probably to secure a generational talent. If you didn't have that ace in the hole, where would you be right now? Um, On top of that, that ace in the hole also got you the ability to acquire Anthony Davis. Now, You've taken Anthony Davis and you've uh, recently rewarded him with a three-year extension, Gerald, that uh, hopefully will uh, cement his place as a, as a Laker great. That being said, we know that Anthony Davis is not a number one option at this point, Gerald, and until Jeannie Buss and the Los Angeles Lakers ownership addresses the fact that there's a gaping hole waiting for them when LeBron James does retire. They're not going to be back on top for a while, Gerald Unfortunately, I, I feel a bad, a bad sense that they really don't care about the product on the court as long as she's making money and they're happy in the roles within the organization.
0: We'll find out what's going on, my friend here. Over the course of the next few months, next few weeks, obviously some changes will be made. I think 2024 is going to be a very interesting year, to say the least, my friend, because I think it's something that, I think there's going to be some changes. I think there's going to be some changes, either player, personnel, or could it be higher? Could it be a coach? Could it be a general manager change? Who knows? We'll see. Don't think uh, that, Seat will be as safe if it continues to go ahead along the median of 500 as it is going right now. So uh, Omaris, I, I just suggested DeJounte Murray. I, again, I don't know if there's any one correct answer for this in regards to this, uh, you know, what will fix the Lakers. I was just proposing, like I said a couple of weeks ago, or I've been proposing actually for a little while, to Murray and and Capella in a package. It is something the Lakers could do as far as matching salaries, but the thing is, uh, I don't think they could do it with Bogdanovich with it. I, I really would like that would be the ultimate to get all three, but and, I think and, they and could Gerald, only do two of those three.
1: And, and again, he he ends up he ends up trading the wrong picks that he drafts he identified Jalen McDaniel McDaniel, and he traded him Gerald he Gerald Rob Polinka drafted Isaiah Jackson and then included him in that god-awful trade days later Isaiah Jackson is a really good player Gerald for the Indiana Pacers but he should be a Los Angeles
0: Laker we're signaling the ref for a quick timeout but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Force Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Force Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. That's so funny because Free Smoke says he doesn't believe us. I have to disagree. Once LeBron leaves, it gives cap flexibility. More draft picks and a lot of players want to play for LA. Okay, so you... You're going to bring you're going to let a superstar go or or LeBron retires what have you? But you don't think there's going to be a 40 or 50 million dollar player that replaces him that ties up that same amount of cap? I mean, uh, I mean I mean you know the Lakers are a destination for a lot of star players out yeah, there. So so yeah, traditional and, and, odds would tell you that it would probably be something of that nature. You probably will not replace him with two or three sure. guys. You'll probably replace his salary with maybe one and a half or one
1: that's the case yeah i mean you know if you can get if you can squeeze uh, a really good player and then you know an a pretty good to very good player out of that that would be your best option that being said drilled he 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 has had the ability to fill a max slot before and what did he fill it with Gerald? half of danny green Half of Danny Greed. It wasn't even a full max slot. I mean, let's say out. LeBron retires. Half. Yeah, let's but let's say LeBron. Max.
0: Let's say LeBron retires, Magic Man. I apologize. Let me say, let me just say, let's say LeBron retires, Magic Man. What do you think would fill up with? Do you think there'll be a disgruntled star that would immediately pop up on the horizon that would say, Hey, I'm thinking about going or want to be traded to the Lakers? Or something would happen, as it usually does, or eventually does. With a star coming his way to Los Los Angeles, didn't that be something? I mean, I'm just that's why I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you, but I got to-
1: yeah, no, that I can't, I can't. That's inarguable. I can't argue against that because uh, you know I've seen it myself. I can't be a, a hypocrite. I've seen that happen before as well. So, touche. Yes, that is a possibility as well. I'm just very skeptical given the track record that. That a team would allow Pavlinka to 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 either pry, pray, or pounce on an opportunity that you gave
0: him. Yep, and and it no, may not be that easily, you know, to replace LeBron. You you probably are right, but we have seen it over the course of Lakers history, where eventually that superstar. It becomes disgruntled somewhere else, wants to always end up coming to L.A. Or at the forefront, L.A. is in the rumorville, so something usually gets kicked up from there. And Will that happen this time around, if that's the case, when LeBron retires or decides to move on in some form or fashion? We'll see. But uh, something to think about there. But we have concerns about what's going on with the organization, how it's being run. Some of the decision making. Obviously, the starting lineups for the past couple of games, the results are there, and they're not promising. Uh, but we'll see. Again, I, I don't also want you know a game against the Charlotte Hornets to be the litmus test either, because they're such a porous team. You should be able to beat them with any starting lineup. So if the Lakers win on Thursday, that's not exactly going to be the great test against the Lakers. It's what comes up against after that when you play New Orleans and minnesota on the road to end out your year that'll be a you know a better test for this starting lineup if you stick it out which i'm not sure that they should obviously statistically it is not worth it but i know darvin ham right now as far as it's concerned and it looks like he'll probably stick with this lineup for at least a couple more games and give it a try don't you think some magic men
1: yeah unfortunately, despite what we
0: and every other person out there thinks
1: yeah yeah, unfortunately, I think that's 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 very true. Um, and if they don't beat the Hornets by more than twenty points, Gerald, it's it's absolutely inexcusable. Even if if it's a sad sack of a starting five as we saw in the eighteen minutes they they've played thus far, just, it's just inexcusable. They're an awful team. They don't share the ball well. They have bad defensive tendencies. They don't rotate well at all. They have a lot of young talent that just does not mesh well together. I mean, I'll, and this is what happens to the majority of NBA teams that draft poorly or against the grain and try and make, you know, chicken salad out of this Steve Clifford cannot make chicken salad out of what he's got. So it's up to LeBron and AD now to make the Lakers look like they have a competent offense against chicken crap, which is what the Hornets are.
0: So again, even though the starting lineup is not, you know, it's just a very small sample size, it's terrible on offense, terrible in defense, good in rebounding, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> one out of three ain't going to do it again he's probably going to test it out a little while longer much to our chagrin uh, but mm-hmm. that's just part of the whole process for coach we're just thinking at this point in time is not doing as well as we had hoped and uh, as an organization and a team that's not doing as well as we had hoped coming off of a good run last year hoping to build upon that and right now you know, We're in the same spot, Magic Man, that Phoenix and Golden State and some of these other teams that were supposed to compete and be at a higher level are certainly not right now. So th- I think that's our only saving grace is that Golden State and Phoenix and some other teams, New Orleans, some of these teams that have promise or were picked to be doing well this season have not gotten uh, underway as of yet. So at least, Magic Man, we can hold some solace in the fact that, you know what, we still have a chance and and some time to turn around because there are some other teams as well going through the same thing that we are
1: uh absolutely gerald um we're packed like sardines in a can uh with a bunch of teams right now um new orleans has the opposite problem that the lakers have the horn the new orleans pelicans can Get up to a 25 point lead. They just can't keep a 25 point lead because the clutch shooting is the worst in the NBA and the clutch defense is even worse. uh The Rockets just are not going to go away, Gerald. They seem to be just keeping it nice and steady there for a young team. They're not quite the Orlando Magic yet, Gerald but they're almost there. They they want to be a better team than what they are. They're playing above their heads still, but you know what? I think they're going to naturally stay a playing team until the end of the year. Um, the Phoenix Suns are just... Gerald, this is what happens when you don't give Frank Vogel competent defensive pieces and or you have injury problems. But Matt Ishbia and James Jones... They knew better, Gerald. They knew better. They they knew that Vogel, he was different this time around. Yeah, he learned something. <laughs> he learned something from from. By the way, having the best starting five in the NBA, then signing Andre Drummond and thinking it was a good idea to insert Andre Drummond into a starting lineup that was already the best. It was already the best starting five at that point. But you thought that Drummond was going to be that extra uh, octane in that gas tank, Gerald. Nope. Phoenix is exactly what we thought they were. And we need to get out of the mud, get ahead of these teams so they could start looking up at us, Gerald, because I'm sick of looking at them. I want them to start looking at us going up.
0: Free smoke. I'll just leave it with this. The Lakers did draft well, but that was last decade. How have they done so far so far this decade, Magic Man?
1: Not so good, Gerald. Not so and remember Austin
0: Reeves was undrafted. So let's Mm -hmm. put that aside. Yeah. How does T how did THT work out?
1: Not so good. Not so good. How has Max
0: Christie worked out?
1: Not so good.
0: How has Maxwell Lewis and JHS worked out? Even though again it's early for those guys.
1: It's early, early returns, not not impressive.
0: Yeah. So, the word not is in front of everything that Magic has said so far for the picks in this decade. So, again, the NBA is a results oriented business. Joe Soro, who's in our chat, always talks about results oriented businesses. And at the Lakers at 17 World Championships, the results are there. We as a fan base, are very picky and very fickle. I know that's something else I mentioned in the comments, too, because we're not very patient because we have won 17 World Championships. Whether you want to call us spoiled, whether you want to say it's right or not, we as a fan base expect, have a certain level of ex- expectations when it comes to this team. And when it's not met, we start asking why a lot sooner than some other fan bases as well. But again, that's us as the Lakers commenters lakers audience lakers i don't even use the word nation but i guess so lakers nation that's out there but please we love the community that we have here at the lakers fast break the best community for the lakers that's out there the lakers fast break truly appreciate all the comments tonight uh and yeah castleton was undrafted ellen so he has yet to really play an impact game in the nba so let's Temper our enthusiasm until we see him out the floor making, you know, and getting some numbers out there in an actual NBA game before we go ahead and start, you know, reaping the praises of the uh, scouts for their undrafted choices. Because Maxwell Lewis has yet to make an imprint in the NBA. JHS has yet to make an imprint in the NBA. THT mixed results in Utah after a mixed career in in, in LA, and then Max, you know, Max Christie you know, we had high hopes for Max Christie coming off the summer league and look what's happened there. He's become a, a big time failure so far this season for the Los Angeles Lakers. So we'll see. Uh, but a lot of pressure may start to go on uh, coach ham and Rob Palenka here in the coming weeks and months. And we'll be able to cover it for you as we always do. But magic man, any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out,
1: Mr. Christie, you do not make good cookies for the Lakers.
0: Not right now, that's for sure. But it is Magic Man, Sean Grice. Please go ahead and check him and myself out each and every time out right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Plus also as well, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Omar says, I got a feeling the Lakers ain't going to do nothing and just say we will have three first this summer and we will wait. Hopefully not. Again, with LeBron, his time. It's running near, and you saw yesterday what a what an old LeBron looks like. You saw on Saturday what a good LeBron looks like, but you don't get the good LeBron every single time out at thirty eight. So that's why you got to no, make sure and, you and maximize Gerald, it as soon as you and, can.
1: And Gerald, we have to maximize it as soon as we can because these are the re- these are the performances you're going to get from LeBron if you are asking him to play the point. That is just period. Period. He's going to have one great game, one so-so or bad game. It's just the nature of the beast playing point guard against predominantly very young, very hungry Western Conference teams. It's just the nature of the beast.
0: Yep. And Max Christie, again, we said it before, and I've said this before several times, Magic Man. Max Christie, I, I'm not going to say like like Joe and Stone say he's not an NBA player. I'm going to say that he may not find his development with the Los Angeles Lakers. He may have to be like all those rotation players, like I talked about before, having the right fit, finding the right fit. And he, have to, he may have to find it somewhere else. Now, he's going to be a free agent, so he doesn't have to stay with the Lakers. And depending on his playing time, which you've seen has been very... Venable as of late, yeah. why would he want to stay on the Lakers?
1: He Absolutely, does. Gerald. Whether it's uh, Caldwell Pope, whether it's Matt Ryan, whether it's Alex Crusoe, whether it's Lenny Walker, whether it's Malik Beasley, talk to former Lakers who shot pretty well from three. Then for Gerald, and I, I'm gonna be frank here, I, I haven't done research on it yet, but here's my hunch shooters do not perform well at home playing for the Lakers. But I don't think there is a huge drop-off from row performances. But I will say the bright lights of L.A. don't seem to shine for some shooters who come here and don that yellow or that white uniform and just lose their shot under the lights of los angeles i think it's a home game issue i don't think it's a road issue with shooters
0: well once again it is magic man sean grice please join him and myself pretty much anytime you can right here at the lakers fast break if you have any questions for us leave them in the comments below please help us out try to answer your questions as best we can as soon as we can lakers Break at yahoo.com or again right there below in the comments or on Facebook as well. Please go ahead and join us each and every time out. Plus again, Thursday, we're going to be here, of course, for the game, -game, pregame, postgame. And also as well, of course, with playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Whatever magic man can can, uh, go ahead and muster, because you know he's the man indeed. So go ahead and look for him there. But also as well, go ahead and join us tomorrow. We have another great show lineup. Going to go ahead and be talking more about the Lakers and the NBA. Go ahead and make sure to join us then. But for Magic Man Sean Grice, it's me Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much. Uh, well, Ox nineteen forty-seven. Said Rob got the Christie contract right, Gerald. Okay, well we'll see. We'll see again. I have a little bit more faith that Max will be an NBA player. Didn't say he'll be a good NBA player, but be an NBA level player. Whether or not it's with the Lakers, I don't know. Again, they,
1: they, yeah. they've, they Frank Frank Nelkina has found found a way to yeah. stay in the NBA for a while, couldn't shoot. Yes. Ricky Rubio found a way to stick around in the NBA, couldn't shoot.
0: Well, until uh, he could shoot. He finally found different, yeah, he but finally then he blew out his knee. His knee yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's a role to be had in the NBA. You just have to be able to do a couple of things really well. Name a couple of things that kid does well right now that you would say – that guy Gerald. We bring that guy in as our ninth or tenth man. He can give us some great D for fifteen minutes, shoot forty percent from three, average uh nine and a half, eleven and a half points, four or five rebounds. Not that guy yet. Not that guy yet. Now we've seen an outline of that. There's an outline of it. But he hasn't been able to mold himself into that role and the Lakers haven't been able to mold him into any significant role. So it remains to be seen. It, it, there's we're, uh, like, Don't think Darvin Ham is Michelangelo here. He's, we do not have Michelangelo as the head coach. If we're looking at the Sistine Chapel and you're expecting that from Darvin Ham, You picked the wrong artiste.
0: Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We'll be joining you tomorrow. Coming up here with another great Lakers fast break. Coming up for you with our thoughts on the world of the NBA and also the Los Angeles Lakers. So join us then. And then coming up on Thursday, we're going to go ahead and make sure we got you covered for the Lakers and the Charlotte Hornets as well. So for Magic Man, Sean Grice, it's me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll be back tomorrow for some more great Lakers talk right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.